Hi, friends, and welcome to Thank You for the Music, the ABBA podcast you never knew you needed. We are your hosts, Lauren and Julie, and you're listening to Just a Notion, the fifth song from ABBA's new album, Voyage. And that's how we're going to do the intro tonight. <laughs> nice. That was good. I don't know what it was. I don't know, Lauren. I, I forgot to rate it. You forgot course. to rate it. <laughs> I don't know why I always forget. <laughs> oh, Lord. Lauren, will you please tell us what the song is that we are singing tonight? Just a notion. That's all. That's all? Such a That's what funny they say in the feeling. song. Such a funny feeling deep inside. <laughs> <laughs> wow okay have you listened to the song julie i don't know (laughs) that's what they say it is you are not wrong are you gonna do the history or what yeah i'm trying to figure out where to start because i'll start this song was (laughs) you ball you ball no no i get it no i get it because this song has a lot of kind of weird yes. time twisty history but it was originally written and recorded for the 1978 album Voulez-vous but it wasn't included on that album but it wasn't included in Voulez-vous on Voulez-vous and apparently it was one of the few unreleased songs whose title was public knowledge because the official ABBA magazine published an article about the song's recording session but Benny and Bjorn were not pleased with the way the song turned out, so they just kind of were like, nah, nah, no. They weren't satisfied with it, and they, they said it was unmixable. I know. Which, like, I understand, because I don't think the song would have fit on Voulez-Vous. I don't think. No. Hey, Lauren. Uh, hey, Julie. A snippet of the rough mix by ABBA's engineer Michael Tretow was ultimately released on a box set of Thank You for the Music in 1994. And you can hear it in ABBA Undeleted at around 4 minutes and 55 seconds. Undeleted. But also, like, I guess it wasn't that unmixable because we do have a full version of the song now, so... Yeah. They just redid the backing. Did you listen to the Undeleted version? I did when we listened to the undeleted version several weeks ago. Mm, yes. Yes. The whole undeleted version is basically the same. Like, the intro is slightly different, uh, but the recorded vocals are almost exactly the same. Yeah, they retained those original vocals. Yep. And then they added some additional as well, which I thought was a very seamless transition. Honestly, yeah. it's It's pretty amazing to, like, I don't know. You would have expected the original vocals to sound like they were recorded in 1978, but it, you really can't tell. No. Bjorn says he doesn't have a clue why they decided against putting it on Voulez-vous, because he thinks it's a good song with great vocals. I mean, it is now. It is. But back then, I don't know if I could say the same. Hmm. A cover band called Arrival released a version of the song in 1999 on their album First Flight which included many of the original lyrics from the undeleted version. And, Julie, friend of the show, 
Rutger Gunnarsson, good friend, ABBA's bass, good friend, ABBA's bass player, was known to special guest on some of Arrival's songs. Mm. The cover band, not the album, but also probably the album. Lauren, it's funny how this song retains those original vocals, but has a new live band playing with it. And I think that's going to mirror the live show that's coming in 2022. No? Yeah, I bet this one will be played at the live show. I hope so. As one of the singles, it's got to be. It's got to be. It must. We'll find out. We will. Lauren, does this song cheer you up? Um, Yeah, I would say so. Okay. Why? Why? Well, that's what Bjorn thinks it does. Yeah, Yeah, I would say it cheers me up. Pleasant. It's pleasant to listen to. I don't hate this one, Lauren. What? What? That's amazing. It has grown on me a little bit, I will admit. Since it was released as a single on October 22nd, 2021? Yes, that's correct. Since October 22nd, 2021. There's also a lyric music video that came out on YouTube. And they did a TikTok teaser. So like, if you're looking for some more ABBA content, TikTok seems to be the place to be. Something wild that I realized today, Julie... Is that this could be the last ABBA single ever. Oh my gosh. No. It could be. I mean, it could be, right? Yeah. Do you think it's a, a good final single? I think it, it, it is. I, you know, maybe they should have done No Doubt About It just because it, it ends with the line, uh, yeah. we're not done yet or something like that. What does it say? It's not the end. It's not the end. This isn't the end. Something like that. But I think this was a good choice. I think so too. And I think here's the other thing. I think that this is a safe choice as a single. Me too, yes. It'll it'll please the masses. Yes, and people have already heard it, you know, at least mo- like super fans have heard it on Abbott Undeleted. The sound of the song is already out there, so they may as well have released it as a single instead of taking another song off the album and kind of having not four singles, but basically having four singles. It's familiar territory for some people. Yes, exactly. Mm-hmm. So, do you want to talk about this song, Julie? I think that we should. I think we should, Lauren. But first, a little reminder of what we thought this song was going to be before we knew what it was. Yes. And I think it was me. I think I was the one. Actually, I know I was the one that made a terrible, terrible m- mistake and thought this song was going to be a Latin-influenced <laughs> song. We went Latin. We went Latin. Yep. But hey, it's still it's still a little flirty. It is a little flirty. Yep. It is. Yeah. A little bit. A little bit. Hey, Lauren. Yeah, Julie. What would you score this song on a scale of 1 to 10 if 1 is Ring Ring, the album, and Voyage is 10, the album? Is <laughs> <laughs> uh, 10, the album? <laughs> Frosty the snow clown. You're being a real snow clown tonight, Julie. <laughs> I'm just happy tonight. I'm Lauren. so happy that you're happy. You have lots of energy. You've seen so so many smiles. I'm I'm feeling good. Good. So what do you think? Are we gonna keep that scale? Or are we gonna do it again? <laughs> yeah, we'll we'll keep it. I, I rated it a seven point zero. Ooh, a seven point zero. Yeah. Yeah. I like it. I don't think it's particularly stellar. Yeah. But I do really enjoy it. Yeah. I have to agree with you. That's why I gave it a 6.0. Ah. <laughs> Interesting. Interesting. No, that that makes sense for you. I do. I share your feelings, though, because I think it's a good song, but I don't think it's a 
stellar song. I don't think it's out of this world. I don't think there's there's any mm-hmm. big risks yeah. taken in this song. Mm-hmm. So there's nothing really to hate or to relish. <laughs> <laughs> we have to say relish in every episode. <laughs> uh, Julie. Yes? Do you feel like there's a bit of like honky-tonk or country vibe to this song. Mm-hmm. Yes, Lauren. I was trying to pinpoint a genre to mm-hmm. throw at this song, and I couldn't really come up with one. No. It's like a little bit rockabilly. Yeah. A little bit countrified. Yeah. A little bit theatric. A little bit theatric. A little bit boogie. Mm-hmm. Jive. Yes. Yes. But it works. It works, yeah. Because you've had issues with that in the past, famously. Mm-hmm. I won't mention the episode. I will. It's so long. Oh, I will too, because I want to talk about that. Okay. <laughs> okay. In so long, you're like, it's trying to be the 80s and it's trying to be the 50s and ah, la, la, la. my brain can't comprehend okay. it. This one, I think, melds them together better than so long. But why? Why? What is the unifying factor, you think? The piano and the guitar kind of stays in its own lane. So long, it's it's a lot more mm-hmm. intentional and out there. Same with, uh, actually, the women's voices in So Long are much more sharp, too. And that was one of the things I didn't like about So Long. In this song, Just a Notion, I feel like they are much more complimentary and easygoing and much easier to listen to as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I get that. It's kind of a, a blanket of voices rather than like being able to pick out everyone's individual voices. Yes, yes. And I think we've talked about that before and how we like that you can hear individual parts and pieces. Mm-hmm. But I think there's also the case to be made for songs that let everything just kind of coagulate happen. together. Yeah. 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 This song actually has a lot in common with So Long. Yes. Which I had not realized until really like sitting down and listening to it with the um the the backing vocals in particular with So Long when they go mm, honey, honey, mm, honey, honey. Mm-hmm. and this one they're like ah ha ha. Yes. Ah ha. Well, you know what? In So Long they have their own ah ha ha. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. They do. They have that parallel as well. Yes. Yes. They're very similar songs but executed in different ways. They do the same in Angel Eyes as well. And they go, yeah. Ah, I'm thinking, ah. Yeah. But I noticed that too, Lauren. When did So Long come out? Like, ju- like a, probably, well, decently close with this one, I think. Yeah. It came out on the uh, ABBA album, right? That was in the ABBA album. And then this song, Just a Notion, was recorded in 1978 which was kind of in between ABBA, the album, and um, Voulez-Vous. So it's in the same vein. Right. Same vein. Yeah, it's probably about four years apart, I would say. Yeah. But but similar. Yeah. Why do you think that we both ended up liking the song more than we thought we would? I think because the song just makes sense. It makes sense as a single. It makes sense on this album because it's, somewhat of a nostalgic album. They're not trying to emulate any of the new sounds that are coming out in the music industry. They're mm-hmm. they're playing it to their strengths, which is the 1970s and 1980s. Mm-hmm. So it makes sense. Yep. And also it's an upbeat song. So it's it's it sounds like ABBA. And I think that's 
Lauren, that's what we struggle with is trying to yes. put a genre on this song, but that's because there is no genre. It's ABBA. It's ABBA. Yeah, it's pure ABBA. Yeah. I was trying to think of like, if I if I were to put ABBA into a box, what box would that be? And I was like, there is no box because they do mm-hmm. disco. They do rock. They do ballads. Funk. They do funk. Yeah. They do tropical love land. Yeah. Spooky. Spooky. They do spooky. They do Christmas. They do creepy Christmas. <laughs> They're just ABBA. Yeah. And- I think that's why we've grown to like it because it just makes sense as ABBA. I agree with that. And I think that there's also something to be said about them taking this song that they had recorded in 1978 and remixing it, remaking it basically besides, you know, the pieces of the vocals as they would have in 1978 instead of, you know, taking those vocals and being like, how can we modern modernize this? They're going, no, we're going to make this sound like we want it to and also sound like we had intended it to in 1978. So yeah, it's an interesting like this this album is kind of a conglomeration of lots of different ABBA sounds from different periods of their career. I feel like I still have faith in you represents the new phase. Something like Don't Shut Me Down represents like their arrival kind of phase or voulez-vous kind of phase. Um this song obviously is the 1978 phase. Mm-hmm. Keep an eye on Dan for me sounds like the visitors kind of era. So yeah, I, I think that's pretty cool being able to bring their career together like that on this album. Lauren, you often say that ABBA weaves a tapestry together. And I think this is a tapestry of their entire work in one album. Oh. And then a Christmas song. Yep. That doesn't make sense on the album. <laughs> We won't get into it. We won't go there. Although, I will say, I think I scored it a little low. Do you? Yeah. I sent you a text message. You already know this. I know. You feel guilty. I feel guilty because it does, it is nice. But we're not talking about that song in this one. Sorry. No. Lauren, one one other parallel between this song and So Long is that yeah. both end with a fade out. Yes. So is this a, is this song a precursor to So Long? You have this attraction, you have this will they or won't they, and then, okay, finally they get together, mm-hmm. and whoops, so long. See ya, honey. I could see that. Yeah. And I think the fade out at the end of the song is kind of a another tease. It's another little flirty tease of like, ooh, you'll have to wait and see what happens. Yeah. I like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Very astute, Julie. Thank you. I really like the piano in this song. I do too. I think that's another piece of like classic ABBA mm-hmm. at the forefront. At the beginning, it's like chunky almost. Yes. And it sounds like Benny's sitting down at an old, like slightly out of tune piano at a bar. Yes. And he's like, let me play this number for you. Yeah. And then it becomes a more like sweetly and melodic sounding piano. Um, because after that intro, that chunky piano never comes back right yeah so it's it's interesting that they would make that choice to one make the piano sound really chunky at that part instead of like sweet and two include that in the song it is kind of a traditional rock and roll opening to have that uh yeah or to have a guitar do something like that like uh what's the bob seger song old time rock and roll old time rock and roll baby I kind of wish, though, that they let Benny go off a little bit more in this song. I agree. I think it could have served the song really well. He does get some flourishes in there, but not too many. And I think 
This song is another community gathering song. It's just a great one for everyone to sing together and put their own harmony on it. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Because the the voices in the song are a blanket yes. of voices or kind of a chorus of voices, you can sing along and get lost in the mix of that. It's inviting and comforting in that way. Yes. It is a happy song, Lauren. The voices sound very happy, but I think the backing music makes it, makes it sound a little too happy, almost like fake happy. Mm, like a... 1950s era everything is perfect yes Mm -hmm. yes everything's good yeah i think their voices sound truly happy and it sounds like they're smiling when they're singing but then the the music just it's it's a little too much it's slightly over overdone i will say though there's a piano run right after they say uh it's a night for me and you piano does this like arpeggio thing yes and that's really really good yes that like it is good harkens back to okay like benny still can play this piano he's 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 so talented he's so talented yeah here's something else that i think is important too is that even though this is anyeta and frida singing in 1978 the vocals don't sound out of place on the album no it does it's not like a stark divide between, oh, you know, this is 70-year-old Frida or 70-year-old Agneta singing. Oh, this is 30-year-old Agneta and Frida singing. I think that that is pretty incredible. Speaks speaks to their talent as vocalists, but also to the mixing of the song, I think, and how it's been remastered in some way. You know, I don't think it would it would have been as good if they had done it now. Because I think it's a little too fast for them to sing it now. I think the breath control, I don't know, might have been a factor. It's a lot of words. I would agree with that, I think. And I think it's a perfect spot on the album for this song. Right in the middle, yeah. Right in the middle. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Throwing some nostalgia in there. Another upbeat song after Don't Shut Me Down, but not the same flavor of upbeat. Right. Don't Shut, and don't Shut Me Down is a little serious, again on the album and then just notions just like hey let's just be fun and flirty and sing this song it's a little bit more lighthearted. yeah i also think it will play well live and i think i'll enjoy it more once i hear it live that that tends to happen with me if i hear it live mm-hmm. or watch a video of it performed live i enjoy it a lot better so let's hope let's hope good one julie good one lauren do you think this deserves to be on abba songs that deserve more attention i think so yeah, I think so. Is it getting enough attention, though? It's getting a lot of attention. But of the three singles, I think it's getting the least attention. We'll let it simmer. We'll think about it. Throw it on there, Lauren. We can always remove it. I think so, too. I think so, too. And maybe part of it is because people are like, oh, yeah, you know, we've heard this already on ABBA Undeleted. So. Lauren, let's take a break. Listen to ABBA songs that deserve more attention. Yeah, let's do it. And then when we get back... We'll go right into what's happening this week, and there's a lot happening this week. There's a lot happening, and neither of us wrote anything down, so nope. we're just gonna wing it and see what happens. Woo. But first, but first, Julie and everyone else out there, if you're enjoying the show, make sure you join our Patreon. We've got lots of new meatballs, and we love seeing everyone pop in and say hi. It's awesome. Uh, but those meatballs are enjoying some fun exclusives, including early releases of our episodes, bonus content, stickers, postcards, redemption episodes, 
special podcast birthday treats. And you can find all that and more at patreon.com slash tyftm. Yeah, those are coming. Thanks to BigCon250 and Nora for being our solid gold supporters on Patreon. Solid gold. Solid gold. You will want to join them and become one of our Swedish meatballs, super troopers, or solid gold. 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 Silver and gold. Now, back to the show. Frosty the Snow Clown. Keep an eye on Dan. Julie, let's let's get into what's happening this week because we got okay. we got a lot going on. We do have a lot going on. It's eight o'clock. Oh my Lauren, gosh, Julie! Today is November fifteenth. Yes, and it is Scorpio season. Scorpio season, and Frida's birthday. Woo 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 woo! Yeah, yes. Happy birthday, Frida! Happy birthday, Frida! She's a queen. She literally is a queen. She is a queen, literally a queen. She wears it well. She does. Ode to Frida. Ode to Frida. Let's, I guess the theme of this week's What's Abening is Frida. Yes. It's her birthday. She did an interview with BBC. Yeah. Uh, This album is charting all over the world, and this is her album, so. Everything's coming up, Frida, this week. Just, it's, everything's coming up, Frida. Heck yeah. Julie, you. We always do this. You go. We do. We do. I was going to ask you, you listened to the interview with Frida on uh, November 11th on BBC Radio 2, right? I did. I I had a listen to it, and it was awfully cute, I must say. It was awfully cute, yes. It was so funny. The first thing that came out of her mouth was that she was in the Mediterranean, and the weather was absolutely horrible. I died laughing because she sounded. <laughs> that was the funniest thing I think I've ever heard. I'm I'm doing quite fine actually. Yes. <laughs> she was so she was so pleasant, and then the weather is horrible. <laughs> the weather's absolutely horrible. <laughs> such a sweet thing to say. It's such a grandma thing to say. <laughs> I know, but it was it was so unexpected to have her do an interview, and yes, absolutely enjoyable it really was unexpected because her and anyetta uh, both agreed that they didn't want to do any of the press right. around the album so this was really exciting and awesome it was cool one of my favorite parts was she was asked like what it was like being back in the studio for the first time and she said something along the lines of how you know once the studio door closed and it was her and anyetta in the studio it was like having fun in the studio with my little sister mm-hmm. and that was so cute and, and something that i'd never really um pictured them as like big sister little sister i guess but it makes so much sense it does make sense yeah especially like because Anyeta was really young when they first started recording like i think she was not yet 20 so it makes sense that that frida is like a, a big sister to her that it was really sweet it was very sweet I think the interviewer also asked her about uh, the UK's influence on her and and I guess what it meant to, for uh, for the Avatar tour to take place in London. Um, and I thought that was an interesting question. What did Frida say? I'm pretty sure Frida said that, you know, it means the world to them that they're able to 
perform or I guess have have this experience um, showcased in London because they have such a such a great following in the UK and specifically in in London as well. So I know it means the world to her and and the rest of the group as well. And didn't she live there as well? She lived in Kent, maybe. No, she Julie. She lived in Henley on Thames, Henley, which I learned, oh. which I went to, not knowing. I went there two years ago. That's where we were when we I had like a work training thing for a week. Mm-hmm. That's where we were. We were at the Henley Business School. That's awesome. Yeah. So I was like, oh my God, I know where Frida lived. It's a cute, really cute little town. Is it? Yeah. Like classic English countryside town. That's amazing. Yeah. I can't see her anywhere else besides maybe a, a Euro disco nightclub place. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I don't know. I just see her as... as being very avant-garde. Mm, yeah, I can see that. What else did she say in the interview, Lauren? I can't remember it. Um, I'm trying to read through it right now. She did speak about singing again mm. and what that felt like to, you know, to to make new music. And I thought it was interesting how she spoke about her, her voice versus Agneta's. Mm-hmm. And it's interesting. She mentioned that Agneta is a soprano and she is a, a mezzo-soprano. And um, I just thought it was interesting in how her voice is featured a lot more on this album. But I think, I don't know, I just, I find it interesting that as you age, your voice does tend to get lower and lower. And I don't know, I just, uh, I, I found it interesting just how she spoke about how, how they sounded and um, just getting back together and how it felt to be able to do that again. And it's, it's obvious that that muscle still works for both of them. Mm-hmm. Yes. And very well. And I think it's kind of cool that, you know, Frida's voice has dropped a bit, but that in the general sense is a sign of maturity. And I think maybe that's part of the reason why her voice is so heavily featured on the album is, is to play into that maturity and be like, you know, we're a little bit of a different ABBA, but we're still recognizably ABBA, you know? Mm-hmm. We're a bit more mature now. Yes. Life is, has made us have different perspectives, but we are still who we are. Yes. She did kind of touch upon that too and their relationship now, you know, now that they've... Um, They've had a couple of years, you know, and mm-hmm. she said she said that they never stopped really working together. Mm-hmm. So it wasn't as if they broke apart and then they never saw each right. other. They did. They did work together and still have to do things for the group and this and that. So I, I, I found that interesting as well, because I thought it was a clean break. I thought that was it. But turns out it was not. Yeah, I'm not surprised, though. And I think to do a comeback like this, it can't be a clean break like that you know like they they had to have kept in contact throughout these 40 years in in some sense you know um Mm -hmm. but if it was a clean break it would be like no i'm I'm not doing that again but since it's like they see each other in a different light Mm -hmm. from that you know moment of deciding that they weren't going to do music together anymore then it made them more open to coming back together and doing it again very cool what a birthday gift it is to have this new album be number one practically everywhere. L- literally. Germany, UK, Australia? The US. The US. Where else? Is that it? <laughs> everywhere. Pretty much everywhere the album is the number one album. And I think in some places, this is the first ABBA album to be a number one album, which is kind of crazy to think 
because the music industry is so different now than it used to be. Mm. And there's, and not just that it's different, but it's also a lot more saturated, I think. Yes. But the music is a lot more accessible. So I don't know. It just seems like it's it's been the perfect storm for them, honestly. Yes. For their comeback. Like the timing has been really, really good and it just really worked in their favor. It's awesome. It is awesome. And I don't think they're in it for the number ones. I don't think they're in it for any of that. I feel like they're just in it to preserve their legacy and mm-hmm. to create music that builds people up and provides some sense of community and joy. Some sense of meaning. Yeah. And I think it it shows in the track listing because if they were in it just to be number one constantly, constantly, I think that they would have kind of done what they did before and just make every single song a banger. Yep. Every single song sound adjacent to, I guess, the Voulez-Vous album or Dancing Queen or whatever. They would have just go full in on that and be like, yep, cool. We still got it. We can be number one. But right. This is a little bit more thoughtful than that, I think. Well said, Lauren. Thank you. You're welcome. Frida said in the interview, too, that like Benny mentioned to them that they don't have anything to prove, you know? Mm-hmm. They're they're just... And that's, I guess, what's different for them compared to their first run is like every album, you have to prove something. But this, coming out of uh, a 40-year um, hibernation, basically... Yeah. <laughs> um. They don't have anything to prove. They just want to make music together and put it out there and for the fans to enjoy it. And that's also one of the reasons why they named this album what they did, Voyage, because they are Mm -hmm. coasting off into uncharted waters. Yep. Julie, did you make it to the end of the interview? Do you know? Mm. The host asks Frida to choose an ABBA song to play on the radio. Did you get to that part? No, I didn't hear that one. No, Okay. Do you want to guess what song she chose she definitely chose a song from voyage no no what no no oh man bjorn's gonna have words with her <laughs> yeah i know mr business mm-hmm. hmm what song would frida want played would she do it for the fans or would she do it for her what would she play what would she play mm, that's a really good question I you didn't expect to do a quiz this episode, did you, Julie? No, Lauren. I didn't sign up for a quiz this time around. That is not in my contract. I get two a season. That's it. I I will say, here's a clue. I was very surprised at the song that she chose and it was unexpected. Okay. I remember in one of the ABBA documentaries that I watched that she really liked Mamma Mia, I think. But I don't think that's the one that she wanted to play. Let's see, an unexpected song. How about Tiger? Ooh, interesting choice. I do like that one, but that's not it. Okay. What song did she choose? Let me, I'll tell you the album that it's from. Okay, that will not help me. You can pull up the album in front of you. Okay, but that's cheating. No, it's not. Okay. It's from The Visitors. Ooh, 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 ooh. Okay. Um, ooh. I was listening to When All Is Said and Done today. I love that song. That is a good one. It's really good. But it's not that one. It's not that one. 
Head over heels? Nope. Slipping through my fingers? Nope. Two for the price of one? Nope. That's what my mom said when she found out she was pregnant with us. Cassandra? <laughs> Cassandra, no. <laughs> Under attack the day before you came? No. From a twinkling star to a passing? No. I am the city? No. Like an angel passing through my... No. Let the music speak? I let the music speak. <gasps> Isn't that an interesting choice? I don't know that one. I... This one I thought was on the album because I kind of lump it in with Thank You for the Music and um, the other one, I'm a Marionette. The, the the songs that make up the mini musical that they would do at their shows, this one I thought was a part of that mini musical. Sounds like uh, Phantom of the Opera. Yes, 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 yes. But isn't that a really interesting choice? Wow. She said, I love that song. It sounds like it could be on Voyage. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She loves that song. So. Wow. I thought that was cool. That is a good choice. And now I've just listened to the song for the first time in my life. That was Frida's PB and Jam for this week. Oh, Frida. Yes. <laughs> Frida's PB and Jam. I let the music speak. Wow. Uh, it's it's really interesting. Oh, man. That's cool. Yep, yep, yep. Happy birthday, Frida. Happy birthday, Frida. She's my idol now. You're my idol. I know. that. I knew that. Well, now that we've heard Frida's PB&J, do you want to walk us through your PB&J for this week, Lauren? Julie, I would love to. Okay. Love to. I don't know why I chose this song this week, but it just popped into my head last night. I was like, mm, it's going to be that song. And it is. Nine to five by Dolly Parton. Ooh, nine to five. Tumble out of bed and I stumble to the kitchen. Pour myself a cup of ambition and yawn and stretch and try to come to life. Jump in the shower and the blood starts pumping. Out on the streets, the traffic starts jumping. With folks like me on the job from nine to five. Working nine to five. You know. Oh, yeah. I've been getting on a Dolly kick. The last 24 hours. That's a great song. It's so good. It was released in 1980 as a single in tandem with the film also titled 9 to 5. Have you seen it, Julie? No, I haven't. Oh, it's really good. Okay. You got to watch it. It's got Lily Tomlin and Jane Fonda and also Dolly. I've seen Dumplin'. Are they in that one too? No, that's on Netflix and it's about this girl who who idolizes Dolly Parton and... Um, it goes in and does a, a beauty queen contest, and her mother was a past beauty queen. Oh. Okay. It's not that. This is basically like these three women, played by Lily Tomlin, Jane Fonda, oh, and Dolly. I love Lily Tomlin and Jane Fonda. I literally just told you that they were in it. Oh, my gosh. Lauren, you didn't tell me they were in it. I did two seconds ago. <laughs> That's how I, Julie, literally 30 seconds ago. Okay. Anyway, yes, Lily Tomlin, Jane Fonda, and Dolly star in this movie. And they're like secretaries at this big box corporation. And their boss is super misogynistic. So they like scheme to to make him squirm and like they kind of kidnap him almost. But it's a very like 80s movie. There's some, you know, 80s feminism in there. It's really kooky, but it's a lot of fun, so you should watch it. Well, let's watch it together when I come see you. Oh my god, yes, yes, right. I will watch it with you. And the naming of the song, the album, and the film is in reference to the organization 9to5, 
which was founded in 1973 to push for fair pay and equal treatment of women in the workplace. Yeah, it was. Yeah, it was. Supposedly, the typewriter sound you hear at the intro of the song is actually Dolly tapping her acrylics together, which, like, I totally believe. She won an Academy Award for this song, as well as four Grammy nominations, including winning the Grammys for Best Country Song and Best Country Vocal Performance. The song has become an anthem for workers across the country, but what I love about the song is that it's so upbeat, so much fun, so catchy, even though it's about a rather serious subject. Great job, Lauren. I'm not done yet. Oh, okay. Um, when the song kicks off, you just you can't help but move. You can't. It's so infectious, and Dolly's voice is so unique but so personal. I don't know. It's just such a good song. I don't know how you could not be a fan of this song. And also the line, tumble out of bed and I stumble to the kitchen, pour myself a cup of ambition is probably one of the best written lyrics of all time ever to have existed. Yeah. It's so good. It just captures everything so well. Ugh, It's so smart. So anyway, it just, it, uh, it's got everything. It's got pop and country. What? I said, what? Sorry. No, that it does. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, I agree yeah, yeah. With you. Sorry. I thought you were going, eh, it doesn't. No, no, no. It's got pop and country, labor, feminism, 80s music, 80s film, Dolly, her nails, just everything. Everything. So it's a jam. Big old jam. Big old jam. Big old classic jam. Good choice. Thank you, Julie. I agree. Julie, what's your PB and jam for the week? Lauren, my PBN jam is a new one. <gasps> it is called Giants from Walk the Moon's new album, Heights. Ooh. I actually haven't listened to this album yet. It's a good one, Lauren. Of the new album... Frontman Nicholas Patricia says it's buttressed by songs that are eight or nine years old. For those of you who don't know what a buttress is, it's a structural member that projects out from a building to help support the roof. And it's most often found in Gothic architecture. But enough about what I do. These songs were not previously included on any of their other albums because... Perhaps they hadn't matured yet. Maybe they couldn't be released in the manner that they wanted, or they just weren't the right songs for the right time. I think this song is one of those one of those that fits that bill. I think now is the, the right time for this song. It's an underdog song. It's got a really great beat, and it's a, it feels a lot like Shut Up and Dance, one of their more popular songs. Um... Yeah, and it's a, it's got some sick guitar. Yeah, some sweet synths, and even a little tambourine play. I really like it. I like it too. I'm partial to Walk the Moon because we saw them, you know, together. It's it does sound also, you know, and intentionally so nostalgic because it it does sound like something yep. that could be on uh, that album. It's a good one. It's a good one. I agree. Oh, Julie. Lauren. Thank you for the music. Lauren, 
Thank you for the music, and thank you, everybody out there, for listening to our show. We really appreciate it. Sure do. And also, thanks for listening. We're, you know, butt up against one whole year of putting these episodes out, Julie. Oh, yeah. And that's awesome and very exciting. Whole year. So, December 1st, 2021. Whoa, that's the podcast birthday? Yep, that is. Holy cow. And I think for our podcast birthday, we're going to put out a our bonus episode on Spotify Wrapped, yeah? Yes. Ooh, I was just looking at that today. I haven't seen all of my Spotify Wrapped, but it should be a good list. Yes. I think that that would be really fun. So, as our thank you to you for listening to the show, we hope you enjoy listening to us talk about our Spotify Wrapped. <laughs> there might be some other goodies, too. Our Patreon pals. Oh, yeah. know a thing or two. Of oh, what's yeah. coming. Oh, yeah. So... Thanks, everyone, for sticking around. Yeah. You can find us on Instagram and TikTok at ABBA Podcast and on Twitter at ABBA Pod. Please follow us on Twitter because I'm basically just <laughs> tweeting to myself. <laughs> but I think our tweets are really good. So please follow us on Twitter at ABBA Pod. And become a supporter of the show at patreon.com slash TYFTM to get in on some birthday goodies. Birthday. Some good birthdays coming up. Oh, yeah. Yeah, Julie's birthday's coming up, too. Where's his birthday is coming up? More importantly, more importantly, importantly. Pertinently and importantly, yes. <laughs> where's his birthday? Where's where's Ooh, where's birthday? Everybody, give where's a big birthday. Shout out. National, national holiday, national where's holiday. birthday yep. is coming up soon. Very soon. Hey, you can also listen to other episodes of Thank You for the Music at avapodcast.com and wherever you get your podcasts. Don't forget to rate and review the show. And as always, Julie, Abba, Frida, thank you for the music. The songs we're still singing. Happy birthday, Frida. Happy birthday, Frida. Happy birthday, podcast. Podcast. Oh, podcast. Oh, podcast. Oh, you're so cute, podcast. Oh, you're another year older, aren't you? Oh, you're getting so big.